This is the None of Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robert DeLude, and it is my mission to bring you inspiring stories from entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women, students, coaches, or anyone else who is crushing it in life and doing kick-ass things. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome them. And I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. why I call it my surrender date obviously not my sober date but my surrender date and it has been such a huge like I feel like I've learned more in three years than I have the first 18 years of my life just because it is such a mental spirit like it, it encapsulates every part of your body when you're in recovery I think you can attest to that too and I ended up having to do, or I chose to check into rehab uh, two years ago, just kind of as a final, okay, like I do not know what I'm doing. Obviously it, is, it got really um, intense. So I was like, this is the best path for me right now. And so I did that. And as of yesterday, I am 500 days sober. That is awesome. Thank you. That's way awesome. Thank like, you. Hell yeah. It's really something to be definitely proud of. Thank you, and uh, yeah, it's it's very. I'm very proud of it. But at the same time, I also have to remember, like, I'm not special. I just had to learn tools, and that's what I tried to pay for it a lot with my account. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like, like I'm nobody special. Like, fuck, I have been in recovery since 2013, mm-hmm. and like when I think I got it, yeah, and I'll like my old behaviors start coming back, and then pretty soon I'm sticking a needle in my arm. <laughs> I hate uh, when that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day, well, it was so funny actually. My um, my when I checked into rehab, it was because I had done an attempt on my life, and it's funny. It's funny now because you know you have to laugh at things. But um, when I woke up, I was fifty one fifty, which is you're involuntarily committed to a hospital, and I woke up in a little cot, and I had to use the sheets to like they didn't give me a blanket, so I just pulled the sheets out to like cocoon myself. And I woke up, I was like, my first thought was, well, shoot, I guess I can't moderate. <laughs> like, as if, like, like, I guess I can't control my drinking, like, no shit. <laughs> right? Uh... So it's one of those things where, yeah, like, we, like, just people that have, you know, have alcohol abuse or outlet dependency, they just think differently. And that's something that I really try to tell people is, like, it's not a drinking problem, it's a thinking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I think when I'm not practicing spiritual principles and like working on like my self care and stuff, like mm-hmm. it will blow up my life worse than when I was, when I overdose on heroin. Like it, like it, oh yeah, it's no, it's ridiculous. Like it's so crazy how much recovery is not just not using the drug of choice or alcohol of choice. Like it's, yeah. people think that all the time. Where it's like, oh, we'll just stop drinking. It's like, okay, cool. Like, thanks, Carol. I'm cured. Right. When I went to treatment in 2013, I was I was just going for heroin. Just get off heroin. Yeah. Okay? Like just go and then like my, I'll have booze. Like booze will be my safety net. Like mm-hmm. and then somebody mentioned like well every time I drink I relapse on drugs. I'm like holy fuck that's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I heard that because if I started drinking like, just yeah. But anyways, it's not about me. This is about you. Fuck. Uh, so. Uh, you just came out with a book on your birthday. 
I did. It is an ebook. It's um, I actually I wanted it to be like official ebook on Amazon, but uh, I did it PDF style, and I'm still kind of a newbie to learning how to convert stuff. So it's PDF right now. Um, maybe ebook, maybe hard copy in the future. But yeah, it's called Seltzer and Self Care, and I wrote it in my with the um, kind of burnt out millennial in mind. It it stems a lot. A lot of things are for people in recovery or for people that are abstaining alcohol, just because that is a area of expertise for me. Yeah. But I mainly wrote it just because I feel like self care is so commercialized nowadays. Like you think of self care, a lot of people think, oh well, like green juice or yoga or bath yeah. or whatever. And it's really unfortunate because I feel like self-care is such an integral part of at least my routine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so misunderstood. So people think, oh, well, I don't want to do yoga on a beach somewhere, so I'm just not going to do self-care. But it's like, no, that's not <laughs> what the only thing. And I, when I created the book, I did um, a few sections. So one of them was four ways to self-care for free just because I feel like that's also another barrier is accessibility. I know a lot of people that think, okay, well, I can't afford, you know, these $50 face masks, so I can't self-care. It's like, no, you can do journaling, meditation, um, walking your dog without your phone, just being present. Like those are all free and they're infinitely, in my opinion, more effective than just doing a yoga pose on a beach somewhere in sipping a green drink somewhere. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. Um, a lot of things in your book, like one, I'm gonna try using your two, I already do one. Um, mm -hmm. I, and I was, I really like it because like, why make this shit hard? Yeah. Why? It doesn't have to be fucking hard. Like what you're saying in your book, it, it doesn't. It's simple things to mm -hmm. get to where you wanna go. And if you can afford a fucking, whatever. Yoga retreat. Yeah, yoga <laughs> retreat, then fucking go do it. But if you yeah. can't, don't stress about it. Like, exactly. Um, and that was the biggest thing too. I was like, you need to make it work for you because I know so many people that, like I'm the same way when I put my mind to something, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this and then this and then this and then this. And it burns you out even more. And that's the exact opposite effect you wanted to have. Cause I know for me, like when I got sober, I literally, cause I was having all these things also. I was like, okay, I can't fix everything all at once. I just need to focus on not drinking like that's literally all I can do right now because that was where my mental emotional spiritual capacity yeah, was at. for sure and so yeah with the whole self-care thing I always like to parallel it to you don't have to do everything at once you can slowly build tools absolutely like I do multiple forms of self-care now but just focus on this one thing see like do it for a week track it I included a um, little self-care tracker just to say like what did you do how long how'd you feel during and afterwards just so you can see if it even works for you because not one size fits all. It's not just, you know, pink aesthetics and glitter bath bombs or whatever. Like I know people that journal, they just journal and that has helped them significantly. So it's kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing, but just making awareness of what options are out there and what benefits they do serve. seizure I had I had it at a job I was working at and wow. yeah and I you know I ended up getting losing my job getting fired from my job because of that because I was a liability to that business so like the impact that it was having on my life was fucking destroying me 
Mm-hmm. Excuse my language, but no. it was destroying That's me. That's okay. It was literally no. destroying me, and um, I, I lost everything after that second seizure. And um, you know, I went to the doctor. I was, I was just like, I can't do this. Like I was afraid I was gonna die. And I was 23 years old, and I was like, I'm not ready to die yet. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the doctor, and I told him. I was like, I'm not doing this stuff anymore. I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to take this stuff. And I started getting into fitness and um, you, you know doing my Advocare thing and using all my supplements, exercising, and that's like. So I was 23, and I'm 30 today. Or 30. I'll be 31 this summer. So for the last seven years, I have really just used exercise and nutrition to make my recovery. There and you, you know, and you know, see therapist and. Um, you know, it's just like I figured out natural remedies to work through this. And um, over the last five years, I made a huge recovery in my eating disorder. But I still struggled every now and again with the triggers, like the, you know, breakups or something like that. Yeah. The trigger, like a, you know, I'd fall back into that binging and purging cycle. It'd make my weight fluctuate, mess up my hormones. Mm-hmm. But for the last almost year and a half now, I haven't had any eating disorder behaviors and um, it's been amazing it's been amazing it's awesome yeah you know I me (laughs) being an an addict alcoholic basically addicted to anything like I will be in the gym for like four Mm -hmm. hours and I'll start using steroids and Mm. I'm like I'm not good enough I'm not Mm. good enough and like you know before I went to treatment at 19 I never worked out well I worked out like a day Mm -hmm. but that's about it yeah doing cocaine and looking in the (laughs) mirror does not help you gain weight no. So now, um, like, throughout trial and error, like, I don't use steroids today, mm-hmm. but, like, I will binge on anything. Like, I need those to make me mm. look better, feel better, because, mm-hmm. like, once I come off the juice, I'm small. Right. And it, like, messes with my head, but really, I weigh maybe five pounds lighter mm. than what I did. Like, it was just absolutely go insane. And, mm. like, so I can kind of relate on that, not play it to a yeah. T, but, like, well, I always wanted to. I'm not good enough. My body's not good right, enough. Like, right. I will whatever to make myself feel better. Right. Like that he, she, whatever I'm addicted to. Right. You know, I think that a lot of those tendencies are just like feeling this um, void within yourself, like not being enough, not being, you know, this or that, or them thinking you were this or that. And that's how a lot of us think is like, well, I'll never be good good enough and it's like at one point you're gonna have to come to terms with like this is good enough Mm -hmm. and for a while there when I first got into fitness like I loved it I felt great and then I got to a point where it's like doing the bodybuilding and competitions and I still intend to do those Mm -hmm. but like it was like four years straight that I was meal prepping and exercising five to six days a week just obsessed obsessed yeah obsessed and it's like how is this healthy for me? Right. Like, am I happy? I don't, I, you know, I use alcohol. I drink today. I use alcohol. Like, I do it in moderation. I don't go out and get loaded. Mm-hmm. I don't ever drink and drive. Like, I'm responsible with it. I enjoy myself. I like to go out with a girlfriend and get a glass of wine. Yeah. Or go, have a glass of wine and dinner. And, um, you know, that's something I could never do during those years that I was constantly training, eating perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it was just another eating disorder thought behavior and until like the last two years I'm just like 
that's not living in recovery if you're going to be so rigid with everything you do. Yeah. So now exercise today is, I'm going to exercise because it makes me feel good. I'm going to eat that bagel because I like it. Right. I'm not going to go and run 10 miles because I ate the bagel. It's like I'm learning how to really be kind to myself and not um, constantly be focused on having to do things perfectly or having those, um, like the thoughts, the thoughts that are fueling my behaviors are not eating disorder thoughts. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a lot different and it took me a while to get to that point to even realize like, hey, you might be like overdoing it here with the exercise thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and like you were saying earlier, like you have to be careful with how we exchange one behavior for the other. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like now today, if I'm in the gym longer than two hours, I leave. No yeah. matter what. No matter what I'm doing, it doesn't matter yeah. if I'm in the middle of the set, I leave because I will obsess. Like, oh, obsess over Netflix. Like, it doesn't matter. Even this podcast, I'm just like, I gotta go, 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 go. Like, it just drives me across the state in blizzards. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? I used to do this back when I was using like what yeah. are you doing just yeah. pause mm. just chill out pause is like it doesn't matter what it is I'll just obsess because yeah. just having that lack in myself and my confidence and like I, through seeing a therapist and working other programs like I'm not where I was yesterday I'm, right. you know it's, I might take one step back but I'm always trying to move forward mm -hmm. if I have setbacks mm -hmm. it's okay but yeah they are okay mm -hmm. everybody has them everybody yeah and it's okay too like we cannot be on 24 7 right and um, I think that's part of living in recovery is like you have to learn to be uncomfortable yeah and um, like I brought my gym bag in here today because I ate this bagel with cream cheese today and I was like oh it's okay because I'm training for the open right now so I'm gonna go run a couple miles after work but now I'm just like why yeah do I need to? Can I just relax and like let my body rest? Right. So like that's, for me to have those types of thoughts today is me living in recovery. There you go. Yeah. So. I actually wanted to touch more on that. Like, so um, I know like things to do for like an addict and an alcoholic, but like how, <laughs> what do you consider a relapse and what do you, right. like, what, like, um, what is your, more like day-to-day -day recovery life mm. look like? Um, well, you know, I, when I, I stopped using, you know, meth or speed or whatever it was, crack. Was it? Uh, anything. Anything yeah. like that. Um, probably when I was like 21 years old, 20 years old, 21. And, um, and I've been able to abstain from that because I know, like, I respect my body so much. Like, I respect my body and I don't want to put any sort of junk in it. Yeah. And for a long time, I was just like, fuck, I hate you. Like, you're disgusting. I put anything in you, poison you. I don't care about it. Yeah. But, like, this is my temple today. So, um, so that's how I think about it. Like, if I'm going to put something in my body, like, how is that going to affect me? What's up guys man that was an exciting episode wasn't it hope you guys learned a lot please again go rate and review this on your listening platforms i would very much appreciate it 
But today, I want to talk to you about Tyler Michael Chauncey. She is the founder of Create Athletes. What is Create Athletes? Well, originally it was to create strong women, but now it's still to create strong women. You know, she's leveling up and becoming an even better personal trainer. And she has a special right now. She wants five new people, only five, and you could be one of those five, to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. If you have any other fitness goals, find her on Instagram at T-Y-L-U-E-R underscore M-I-K-A-L underscore C-H-A-N-C-Y. Let her know that you're listening to this podcast and you need the best personal trainer. So go out, find her on Instagram. Let her know that Robert DeLude sent you. You know, she'll have you fill out a form, go through the process. And if you just want some amazing gym gear, she also has that too. The Create hoodies are so comfortable. Um... I, yeah, I honestly wear it pretty much every day, so it's amazing, and I love it. If I could sleep in it without getting too sweaty, I probably would, so. Anyways, thank you again for tuning in today, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.